This episode of the podcast is brought to you by being Johnny Depp and still being like, how many bracelets and scarves am I going to wear this time around? But Johnny Depp, you're 45. Just wear normal clothes, please. Less eyeliner, too. <laughs> A man tries. He provides. But he's surrounded by mouths that eat and scream and cry and nag. So we ask for one thing, just one thing for him. To warm him up. To take the sting out of those days of the mouths eating and eating and eating everything he makes, everything he has, and a family, a wife, a kid. Those mouths eat time. They eat your days on earth. They just gobble them up. It's enough to make a man sick. And this is the medicine. So tell me, pup, are you going to take your medicine? I'm not. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. And in this corner, wearing red is Frank. <laughs> and in the opposing corner is Zach. And you will lose this fight, Zach. You promise? Oh, yeah. I'll beat I you. am Frank. I am Zach. And today we are doing... Doctor Sleep. Dramatic effect. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> From last time. <laughs> um, and I must say, I was extremely nervous when I first saw this film because I was like, they could possibly ruin. I went in a incredibly <laughs> scared of this film. <laughs> but I will say that I was pleasantly surprised mm. with the entirety of this movie. I was From too. front to back. From... From like the first couple of minutes, mm -hmm. I was worried because I was like, I'm scared that they're going to ruin The Shining with the sequel because yeah. so many other sequels have done that. Mm -hmm. And then about like an hour and a half into this movie, I was worried. I was like, oh, my God, what if they try to actually outdo The Shining? <laughs> and I was like, no, this movie can't be better than The Shining. Yeah. And then so like for me, it was it just got to a point where I was so happy that this movie is entirely its own film. Yes. Except for like the fan service that happens in the last like half hour when they actually make it to the Overlook. Generally, this entire film doesn't actually rely on The Shining really at all. And I love how independent it is from that movie. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't, it's not trying to be like, remember The Shining, remember yeah. The Shining, remember Kubrick, remember that. And, and it really is its own movie for the first whatever two two hours and then in that last half hour it's like hey remember the shining here's all <laughs> this awesome shit that you remember and it's just like and it's done very well it is i mean there there's a lot that i want to talk about with this because mm -hmm. like there is a lot of like nostalgia stuff with yeah. it um and then i know too the director actually like had to go to stephen king and be like listen man like i know you hate kubrick's the shining yeah but in order to like service the fans correctly, we need to we need to like yeah. adapt it to that because that is the more popular version. Look, Mike Flanagan, in my opinion, is one of the best horror directors out right now. I think that he does a very very good job of make of doing uh, compelling stories. Mm -hmm. And also making it like accessible, so it's not like your Ari Aster's, where it's like people are like, "I fucking hate Hereditary" or "I love Hereditary." It's pretty yeah. much like generally like everybody who goes is like, "Yeah, that was pretty good." You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'll get into it later, but you know, like 
he just makes it so accessible yeah. and, and, and he makes it so that you don't actually honestly like if you never saw The Shining before, if you, if you are, you know, a, 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 kid, a kid who's like 16, who is like grow, who's growing up now and you're like, all right, like, you know, and, and you see this movie called Dr. Sleep. You could you could watch this film without seeing The Shining and mm-hmm. still and still pretty much understand the entirety of it and not feel super left out. I would say so, yeah. You know, and I think that's kind of like perfect. You know, mm-hmm. that that's like the sweet spot that you want to be in when when you're making a sequel to this magnitude. Yeah. But also, this movie does so well with everybody who who loves Kubrick's Shining mm-hmm. and doing fan service and doing it justice with this film. You know, Absolutely. like it's a perfect continuation, and it's also a perfect independent movie. Yeah, and that's where like sequels are really hard to do because yeah. you got You got to find that sweet spot, like you said, in between yeah. it. Well, we've been talking about it for a while, but we yeah. haven't done traditional. So, Zach, give us the rundown of who's in it, and I'll give us the rundown of what it's about. All right. So, Dr. Sleep came out in 2019. It was directed by Mike Flanagan. You have Ewan McGregor, who plays Danny Torrance. You have Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Rose the Hat, your main antagonist. Mm-hmm. You have Kylie Curran, who plays Abra Stone. You have Cliff Curtis, who plays Billy. I know he's not, like, really, really a part I like of it. Billy a lot, I though. do, too. <laughs> um, and then you got to throw him in. Carl mm-hmm. Lumbly, mm-hmm. he plays uh, Halloran, who actually, like, does a pretty good job. I, I want to give, like, because um, I have one more person of Zan McLaren, yeah. who plays Crow Daddy, mm-hmm. the other main villain. Yeah. But Crow Daddy. Crow Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex Esso, who plays Wendy, and then Henry Thomas, who plays Jack or Lloyd when we get to that point. Yeah. Pretty good job. Like, I mean, and too, like Carl, like really did a good job of Halloran. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, you know. I was I was almost waiting for like Jack Nicholson to be like yeah you know what I'll do like a cameo. In he it. can't, dude. He's six hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they green screen it. <laughs> Listen, there ain't enough green screen in the world. To like, <laughs> like, no, I was kind of waiting for it, but you know what? Like the people that they got to do like some of the reenactments the from reenactments, Kubrick's, yeah. and then some of like the continuation stuff. Yeah, really cool. Like yeah. really like spot on. Yeah, I I kind of wish that we that we didn't do recreations of the of the classic scenes just put them just back put them in. back in there yeah. you might as well in my opinion maybe copyright issues i don't know because mm. it's like you're you're already <laughs> you're already recreating the like pretty much the entire like thing like you know from like scene to scene so it's just like why not just use the actual clips and then Budget. but then but then also there's also, you know, the aspect of like, okay, people who don't know like what's going on with The Shining, they will have kind of like no idea of like what are these random clips, mm-hmm. and like it just it wouldn't really make entire entire sense. So I kind of understand as to like why they did it as well. So yeah. it's kind of like a toss up. Um, and if you don't know, it's pr- we kind of already t- told you what the entire movie is <laughs> about. But basically, Danny's all grown up, mm-hmm. and um, there he's kind of getting like these connections with other people who can shine um, specifically Abra who, who's kind of like communicating with him through her ability to shine. Um, And then you have your main antagonist who is Rose the hat, who is basically they, they kind of her and her little, like, I guess I would call them like a cult. Yeah. They, they live and they, and they feed off of people who can shine. These people Mm -hmm. who can shine have this kind of energy, this aura, this kind of like the steam. They call it. Uh, and, and in which when they kill them, they kind of literally like 
take their steam and like put it into a can mm-hmm. and then they eat it and like that's how like they live Thermoses. and that's and that's how they you know like stay eternal and yeah. immortal kind of um and again the movie is so different from mm-hmm. from the shining and the plot in this film is so compelling yeah it very much intertwines like later throughout um the, i i want to get out of the way the like small things that I did not like about this. Film. Okay, I think that's like because there's a couple of things that I didn't like. There's a lot that I loved, and then there's the nostalgia portion of yeah. it. Yeah. So the few things that I didn't like, Rose the Hat. I like her character. Mm-hmm. I like the charisma that she brings as an antagonist. But but she, I can argue, is not the main antagonist. She's not. She's she's brought up like throughout the film to be like oh this incredibly powerful person who can shine, mm-hmm. but she gets beaten out by a child like right. every single time. Right. So she's not super powerful. She's not the best leader of them because mm-hmm. she still is kind of like just looking out for herself. And then even so, when we get to the end and she like basically consumes all the steam, she's still not that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so I argue that. Still, well, the Overlook Hotel is the is yeah. The, main the Overlook antagonist. Hotel is always going to be, but I I kind of disagree with that. She's not that powerful because it's just that I think that it, it. I feel like you're undermining Abra a little bit. You're like she got beat. She got defeated by a child. The, like, don't get me wrong. Abra is fucking powerful. Yeah, like, like she extremely is powerful. Super. Like, like that's the thing is like Abra. Kadabra. Has like such. A, she's so in tune with her ability to shine mm-hmm. that. Uh, Rose the Hat has never experienced somebody who is so like in tune with it and and has it under control so much. So I disagree. Yeah, I I see where you're getting at. I just I don't know. For me, I I I really enjoy. But I do, I will agree with you that I don't think that she is the best leader. No, she. I really enjoyed her character. Yeah, I enjoyed like how she delivered the dialogue. I delivered like who she was and like where she came from. Yeah. I just don't think that she was like the best as an antagonist. Yeah, okay. Um the the shining itself I mean? I I adore the shining. You, you mean what do you mean? Um the actual ability. Okay, yeah. At at certain points I was kind of almost like oh this is bordering kind of like an anime almost superpower level of mm-hmm. stuff where like beforehand with Kubrick's it was just kind of like this small ability and now yeah. it's like all these other people have it. Yeah, I don't. The thing is, I I can't like knock or or argue f- for because obviously it's based off of Stephen King's novel, mm-hmm. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. So, however, Stephen King ended up flushing that out and making it what it is. I would imagine that Mike Flanagan probably stayed fairly true to like the book. So it's like it's kind of it's another tough argument to make where it's like how how in depth and how strong is the shining ability and it's like did did Mike Flanagan just for the filmmaking try to make it a little bit more just to like give it more oomph yeah or did Stephen King make it that way in the book yeah I don't know it's kind of a tough it's kind of a tough argument to make you know one more thing that like I did want to touch on is um well actually two more things like oh here we go super quick because like I don't want to talk about like the negatives Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this film um a couple of like the CGI stuff that they did for the film eh Eh. Um, especially too when they're going to the Overlook and like Danny's getting gas 
and it's just like that obvious fake snow that's coming <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ugh, I don't, I don't like <laughs> And then like the ending, while I think like it was a great ending, kind of like the last movie that we did in American Werewolf in London, I felt like the ending was just kind of like abrupt and almost kind of like, I, I felt like there should have been like a different ending. Like, so what are you referring to as the ending? Like the actual final scene in yeah, which the actual final Danny shot. is like... No, no, no. Like after that when like Abra goes into the bathroom. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Danny's there. Yeah. Okay. No, the, the weird. Oh, right. When girl. he goes and beats it, when she goes and beats the shit out of yeah. the fucking guy. Yo, that ghost just gets her ass beat I know, every, every fucking time. scene. Like you would think that she's like, you know what? I think I should just maybe not go in people's bathrooms. Yeah. She's supposed <laughs> to be like the powerful one yeah. too. But, uh. eh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just kind of like, because with The Shining, it was almost like, oh shit, you could have ended it with Jack just being frozen. And I'm glad that they didn't. And they showed like, the close-up of like the picture yeah with this one i felt like it could have just easily ended with danny and abra talking yeah and then that's it i agree yeah that the, yeah it kind of felt like they were trying to go for more of like a light-hearted like mm-hmm. fun ending which is fine i get it but like i, I agree i think it could have been like a, a better ending where danny and abra were just like having their conversation like in her bedroom whatever and you yeah. realize that danny's dead now and all that and like it's like all right cool that that's that's fun yeah because it kind of just seems like abra's kind of taking on what Danny had to do then and like yeah. lock up all the... But nope, that ghost gets her ass beat. All the time. <laughs> but that's it. That's I, that's yeah. all I want to talk about for the bad stuff. Cool. I want to talk about the good stuff yeah. with it. So it's so... Like there is definitely like some genuinely like scary things in this movie. I Absolutely. Would say. Um, specifically like what, the thing that kind of honestly freaked me out the most out mm. of everything that's in this movie is the deaths of the of like the cult like when they yeah. when they start dying oh my god and like the, the the like the weird like compulsions that happen and like the 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 sound effects like grandpa flick yo his like, death is intense but it's and so it's, well done where it's like he's he's every time like he's breathing it's almost like he's revitalizing yeah and then getting worse yeah and it's like oh my god but it's like genuinely terrifying mm-hmm. It's it's the best. <laughs> it, it's really cool. It almost kind of like borders on like a vampire esque type thing. Yeah. With like how they consume the steam. Yeah, yeah. Even so, like how they get it, like torturing them because Dude, like, screams. Yo, they go they go hard Ooh. in this movie. Mike Flanagan mm-hmm. did not pull any punches. Like you're like they're not gonna fucking show you like they're they're not gonna show these people murdering this kid. And boy oh boy, do they show you them murdering that kid. Yeah. And. And you feel awful, like, after it. You're like, yo, these are bad people. Mm-hmm. Like, the the kid is just, like, playing baseball, like, you know, like a normal yeah. kid. And, dude, they literally, like, rip, the, they torture this kid mm-hmm. for his, because they need him to scream. Yeah. And that releases the steam Yeah, for and, man, it is, it is heartbreaking mm-hmm. and scary. Yeah, because you basically are watching them, like, take his soul. Yeah. And it's fucking intense. It is. Um, I, I want to say, too, the character development for Danny is amazing. I, I fully, fully enjoyed it because, like, it makes total sense in the beginning that, like, he's, like, a drug addict. Yeah. Just from, like, the trauma that yeah. everything I happened. mean, your mom, you, your father goes crazy and tries to murder you and your mom. Yes. And it's then like, later on, Where your do you mom... go from there? <laughs> <laughs> and then when and your you saw a dying. bunch of disturbing shit in that hotel. Mm-hmm. And it still haunts you. Yeah. So I love the character development of Danny to the point where it's like he actually gets clean and like he's talking to Halloran again. And then even like his job of like fucking like 
being there at like what seems like a, a hospice almost mm-hmm. and like when the cat goes into like basically sit down with them when it's time to go and he's just comforting them yeah i was like man this fucking works like this yeah. is a perfect job for him with yeah. what he can do mm-hmm. and then even so with like abra like i really enjoyed her character as well i thought like for her kind of like stepping in as more or less like the sidekick and yeah. then kind of becoming the the main hero mm-hmm. kind of like a um a Batman and Robin situation where Robin goes off and becomes Nightwing. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh man, look at how cool like he's become now. Yeah. Like Abba really kind of like stepped up, and like you said, I appreciate that where it's not heavily relying on the fact of Kubrick's The Shining, where it's all just about Danny. Like this yeah. is just as this much is Danny. M- this is yeah, exactly. As, Go ahead. It's just as much Danny's story as it is Abra's story. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah, and I like. Can we just talk about the scene where Rose tries to fuck with Abra and how in the she, grocery store or in the, like, so when she's floating? Oh, it's so good! And, and like she's like literally going like through the night sky, mm-hmm. and it's all just like one shot, and how she like lands in the street and then ends up in Abra's bedroom. Is one of my favorite sequences that I've seen all year. It's so well put together and it's so pretty to look at. Yeah. And then when you realize that Abra has like full fucking control Mm -hmm. and how powerful she really is and how she can like... And I I loved how like how they kind of like reference and, and kind of show how like the mind is kind of like these uh, like filing cabinets, kind of yeah. like a library and how Abra can just get in there and just look at all your deepest, darkest secrets and everything that you're trying to repress. She can, she can get to, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, Abra's character for me is really, really incredible. Yeah. She's really cool. Even so too, like when she closes the cabinet on Rose's hand yeah, and like, she's ripping off the skin. Yeah. That, that was actual horror. Right yeah, there. yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, like her character in general, like, and she's so like mature for her age in it yeah. where it's like, no, no, no. Like we have to go in and stop them. Like I can, I can figure out where they are and we got to stop them. Together. And like the plan that they derive mm-hmm is so well like thought out and so smart. Yeah. I mean obviously it's going to go wrong because they have to have like some climax before the resolution, yeah. but but like it was still done really well. Yeah. Where it's like it's kind of like again like where we're talking about like dreams within dreams sorta mm-hmm. where you know and 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 like having Abra like being there. Yo, but like honestly one of my favorite things is when when Danny takes over Abra's body. Oh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, this hungover. <laughs> and and uh, what's-his-name is driving, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, he realizes, like, that, you know, that, that, that that's no longer Abra. Like, dude, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, And then I really love, uh, what's the character's name that Danny ends up, like, kindling a friendship oh, Billy. with? Billy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Billy... Man is just giving away apartments. Giving away apartments, and, like, Billy is straight up, like, the best friend that everybody wants. Yeah, he is a genuine person that really yeah. wants to help. And, yeah. like, I, I really enjoyed that, and I, I like the tease almost where they're kind of like, oh, maybe he has, like, some form of The Shining as well. Yeah, and then, man, his death is heartbreaking. It is, because you're just like, fuck. 
Because that one girl. You know it's um, heartbreaking when you're like, fuck. Yeah. Was her name Snakebite Andy? Yeah. Because she has like the shining ability where like she basically can just tell you what to do and you do it. Mm-hmm. So for her to be like right before dying, kill, kill yourself. yourself. Oh. oh. Oh, and he does dude, it. I was—I remember sitting and I was just like, no, no, no. I know. I was like, come on, please. <laughs> like he—he he hasn't been in this movie like enough, but like I still I, feel I like for him. him so much. I feel for him as a character. <laughs> He's so nice and just <laughs> genuine, man. You're just like, no, don't do it. It's like kind of like how how you hate like when dogs get killed. It's mm-hmm. just like that's like my dog. Like no, like <laughs> he's such a nice person. He's so innocent. I know. But man, but yeah, that plan when they're all in the woods and they all have like their guns and they're like kind of like they fucking like you know swindle everybody. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, like, cause I I like how they how they um talk about and they show how th- uh like immortality doesn't mean like invincible. Yeah. Right? Like, you can still die. Yeah, I like that where it's like, I said live long, not live forever. Yeah. And, you know, and that's true. Like, mm-hmm. with immortality, like, that doesn't mean that you're invincible. Like, if you're if you're immortal and you go out and get hit by a train, you're going to die. Like, yeah. that is what it is. You just don't die from, like, natural causes and stuff like that, right? So, like, age, like, like aging, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that you're not going to, like, get too old to die. Um, and this movie, it's just like, you know what? Like, yeah, like they're immortal and whatnot, but if we shoot them in the face, they're going to die, <laughs> you know? And I like that, that 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 wasn't like, I hate when movies don't get immortality right. Yeah, because there is a difference between invincibility and immortality. Yeah. And when, um, when, when the grandfather dies mm-hmm. and when Rose is like lying with him and she's like, trying to like make him at ease mm-hmm. and she's talking about how like what he's done and and how how he's seen empires yeah so he's been around he's for been like around for like centuries like it's so cool yeah to to realize that these people have been around and walking earth for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and and I don't know man like when that that like death that departure of, of like the grandfather is like so it's it's like they are bad people mm-hmm. but you still feel bad for him yeah in a, in a weird way you know because it's like man that death seems because it's like the it's for the first time that you see these kind of invincible-esque characters scared yeah and that's so smart it is to do it that way and then on the same token once he actually dies and becomes just steam, and they, they have all to, just it, it's essentially cannibalism. Flood. Yeah, they just flood to him. I love how they twisted it on its head, where it's like, oh, they're right back to like how they are. Yeah, and it shows like just what type of people they truly are. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's so intense. It is. I is it, I is, love what. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, and then you know, obviously, we have to get into the nostalgia portion. Yeah. Of it. Yes. I don't know if you realized it. Um, there was two things that I picked up, like without looking anything up, just Ooh. on my own. Ooh. Yeah, I was actually I was pretty good about this. <laughs> um, one was Abra's house is number nineteen eighty, which yes. is the year that The Shining came out. Yeah. Um, the second thing was I forgot where it was. I think it was like um, like the office of somebody, uh, not Billy's, but like somebody that Billy knew. Mm-hmm. Um, the exact same. Yeah, it's the office from the out. Yeah, the I, I noticed that though when I watched it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. but I was like, 
this feels very familiar. It was exact, <laughs> and almost to the point too, where it's like the guy that was sitting there was doing the exact yeah. same like hand expressions. Yeah. Even so, when Danny gets to the Overlook and he's sitting in the gold room, I I'm I I gotta like go back and like watch it side by side, but like I'm pretty sure it's like shot for shot, like same expression. Yeah. As like when Jack was sitting there for the first time. Yeah. Um, and you know when Danny finally gets back to the Overlook Hotel mm-hmm. with Abra. And, dude, like, I can't express to you how fucking excited I was. I was so, especially, too, when, like, it was nighttime and they were playing the music and it was the overshot of, like, the, like, the river with, like, the small island and it was going through. Yeah. I don't know if you knew, too, that's the original shot. They just kind of, like, degrained it a little bit to make it look like it's nighttime. Yeah. But, like, when that point... I just sat up and I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Like it's, it's the moment in which people who love Kubrick's the shining mm-hmm. were, were, are waiting for this entire movie and they wait to the very, very end to give it to you because they're telling you a compelling story for the rest of the movie. That is again, kind of its own thing, but every, everybody who loves Kubrick's the shining is waiting f- for them to get back to the overlook. And when they finally reach it, it is just like you, this again, is the whipped cream yeah. cherry sprinkles on top. Yeah, like you cannot wait. Mm-hmm. And when they when he opens the door and he's in there, it's oh. like we're here again. Yes, it's so good. And you, and you see like the elevator, and then like he goes through, and he has to like walk around to wake the. the he has hotel to wake up. it up. And, and it, he goes into the room oh, and pokes his God. head through. The axe, the fucking, oh. like, the door in which, <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> I can't express to you, like, how, how happy it makes. Oh, my God. When he fucking puts his face through the door. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, that was where fucking Jack Nicholson, like, like it's so cool. I know. It's so cool. And, and then even so, like, the boiler room, it's like, yes, Shelly was down. Like, Shelly Duvall was down here. Yeah. Oh, man, it's just so good. Like, it really delivers on that. And then even to where they fucking meet in the room with the typewriter. Yeah. I was like, oh, when yeah. Rose finally, like, comes to meet them. Yeah. And then, again, you have kind of, like, shot-for-shot scene of, like, Danny up there with the axe. Yeah, but before we get there, I Mm want to talk about when he sits down and he talks to his dad. Yes. because We we gotta. Because when he walks into the gold room, that's probably one of my favorite shots of the whole thing, Mm -hmm. is you can literally see the room coming to life. Yes. And Danny... Because in The Shining, it's done a little bit differently in which, like, he walks into the room and it's like, you know, like, it's not wh- what it's supposed to be. And then, like, he leaves and then he comes back and then it's already, it's, it's, it's like, lively and, mm-hmm. and all that. This movie, with, I guess, I can imagine with, like, today's technology, they were able to literally make the room come to life while the camera is panning and following Danny through the room. Mm-hmm. And it's done so well. It is. And then he sits down at the bar and his father... Is there, and this kind of answered our question that we brought up in the Shining episode and the Jack Torrance episode because he's only referring to himself as Lloyd. Yeah. So obviously, then the the hotel just kind of like takes the form of a person, but like it is the soul that's trapped. Yeah. So when he's sitting down there talking to Jack, and he's explaining to him, it's like this is what type of father you were, and like this is what you did to us. 
And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. My name's Lloyd. I've been here all along. Yeah. And he offers him the Jack Daniels, uh-huh. the same whiskey that like was brought to him. And again, very similar like hand movements and everything like that. And I love how Danny takes a look at it and he's like, nah. Mm-hmm. Because looking back now, that was the point where Jack kind of like sold his soul to the hotel. Yeah. Yep. And I I must say that I appreciate that the actor didn't try to do like a Jack Nicholson voice. Yeah, he just like they just made him look like it. Yeah. But he kind of was very calm and stoic because that's who Lloyd is supposed to be, not yeah. Jack. Exactly. And like I I wondered I wonder if like he tried to do like a Jack Nicholson. They were like, listen, if you can't <laughs> nope. nail it, then like we're not doing it. Yeah. He was like, I'm not feeling confident. <laughs> so they were like, just don't even try then. The other girl, Alex, um, Alex Essay. Yeah. Esso. Mm-hmm. She did a really good Wendy. Yeah. Really good Wendy. Mm-hmm. Like I, at points I was like, man. Yeah. You know, could you have gotten her if she was <laughs> just like in the same age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when he's talking to when he's talking to his dad and the and and Jack is just like you know, being, he's being Jack, mm-hmm. but also he's being, uh, he's not being nearly as aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But he does turn at that point yeah, where it's yeah. like, he does take like the shots of the whiskey yeah. and then starts talking about like his life mm-hmm. with it. And I thought that was really cool as a a flip of the coin to when Danny is like, I think six months sober and he's yeah. giving the speech about like his dad and drinking. Yeah. So, that was really cool to kind of see that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like you said, when they get to the typewriter room. Oh, it, it, it's it, so perfect. <laughs> and again, pretty much similar movements of like Rose kind of like putting out her hands yeah. and like offering him like uh, just to be a part of it. Yeah. And he's kind of like swinging it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I love that they make that they give the hotel the power. Yes. That the hotel is 110% going to overthrow anybody. Yeah. Like it can no matter how strong you are, no matter no matter how much in tune you are with your your abilities, the hotel will break you down. Mhm. And I love how how at the end she is consumed by all of the classic yes. uh, characters. Yes, of him just releasing the boxes. Yeah. But then that did pose a flip side to it where it's like, does he have the strength to box them put all him up back, again? Put him back in. And he does not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically becomes Jack. Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. But he's and able how cool to fight was that though? It was. Like when like, he's fighting himself, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he goes to try and bring the axe to Abra and he just can't do it. Yeah. Inside room two thirty seven, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh man. It's so good. I can't express to you how fucking amazing this movie is. This movie is very long, but it is very worth it. Oh my god, yeah. And as I for me, I never found myself bored. No. I never I thought this movie was paced extremely well. Like I never was not I was never like wanting the next scene to start because I was like, all right, I don't I don't care about this. I feel like the relationship between Abra and Danny was perfect. Yeah. I felt that um, you know, Abra's relationship with like her parents like when his when the dad gets killed like I felt that mm-hmm. like no characters for me in this movie felt like just placeholders to you know to die yeah. and then to you know just like for you to feel something like everybody felt like 
worth it in the movie. Yeah, I mean, you did have like the few cult followers, but yeah. like you're gonna have that no matter what. Yeah, because like you just can't, you just followers. can't flush out every single character. But yeah. the ones that they do flush out are very, very well done. Yeah, like Rose the Hat, Grandpa Flick, Snake Bite Andy, Crow Daddy. Like yeah. those are the main ones that like you get that extra for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I must say that I think Mike Flanagan did a really, really incredible job mm-hmm. with uh, doing fan service and not ruining The Shining. Exactly. You know, like, I mean, he took on, like, dude, like, I can't even imagine. The stress yeah. that this man like, must have had. <laughs> not only for himself creating a film, but to, like, make sure that nobody hates it. Yeah, I and mean, you must have been terrified. Exactly. To be like... If I fuck this up, <laughs> my career is done. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and he fucking really swung for it and he nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fantastic. It's, it's incredible. Um, so, ten axes. Ten axes. Out of doors. That's <laughs> 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 first. <laughs> giving it the ten. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we got Frank. I have a recommendation, which is more of Mike Flanagan. Um, okay. So. He also did. He he's directed a bunch of like Netflix movies and stuff like that. Um, but in the spirit of Halloween, mm-hmm. he also did, which in my opinion was one of the best horror television series that I've seen ever. Mm-hmm. And that is Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's really, really, really good. I and know there's like episode four. I think well, that you told so, me about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there's, he just released, which he didn't actually direct. He directed the first episode. Um, and, and then I, I would imagine that it's probably just because the man's fucking tired. And he's just like, I can't, like, <laughs> I, can't do this. I can't do another like miniseries right now. I just did Dr. Sleep. I just did like all this other shit. So Can I have rest. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he did write um, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which mm-hmm. is the newest kind of ad- adaptation and addition to it. It's not a sequel. Like it's, it's got some same actors, but everybody's playing different characters and it's its own thing. It's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, like an American horror story type deal where it's like, okay, next season, new characters, same people. Yeah. Um, I will say that if you're, if you are looking for a straight up like horror, um, I, I encourage you to look more into Hill House. Um, but Blind Manor is more of a Gothic romance, okay. which is kind of like, I feel like you Crimson might enjoy, Peak. Because it's got the it's got the goods when it comes to like the horror, but again, it's really kind of more character focused on relationships and and just all these characters and you know what they're finding themselves, who who they're falling in love with and stuff like that. But then it's and then it's just got like that that scary element with it. Um, so I will say that they're both very very good. But as a strictly like a horror fan, I would say Hill House, okay. but um, gothic horror. Bly Manor. I can get with that. Yeah, they're 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 both really 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 well done. Um, cool. So that's it, Zach. What film are we? What is your final choice? My for final this choice Hallow's Eve for spooky scary stuff. We've done werewolves. Oh, we've done zombies, but we haven't done. We've done possession. <laughs> Have we? we? Ha- yeah. What possession movie did we do? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't remember doing a possession film. Baba Duke. Oh Baba, right. Baba Duke uh, but we haven't done slashers. We haven't. Are we? Are we doing and the classic? We we have to. We have to do one of the kings of slashers, mm-hmm. and that is the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. 
Wes right. Craven. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. All right, cool. So look forward to that. If you haven't seen it, please watch it so you can join in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, please, please, please take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, it's the special ones that taste the best. <laughs>